I have the biggest treat for you. Oh my God. This was such a fun conversation. Amanda King is one of my favorite uncensored and unapologetic women in business. And Amanda came on my business manifestival and totally dropped all the knowledge on her struggles that she's had her, um, you know, recent basically come to Jesus moment after having a ton of success last year, she found herself feeling not that great. And I think this is such a good conversation because it's so raw and honest that, you know, it makes you feel like you're not alone. You're not crazy when you're like wanting to blow up your business, right? Or get a new job or like tell your boss to screw off basically. So I really enjoyed talking to Amanda and, you know, hearing not only about, you know, what she's been going through, but also about how she's made her way out of it and how she's able to help her clients do the same. So if you don't know Amanda King, Amanda King is a business and women's empowerment coach. She helps women step out of fear and into six-figure sales. And she took the world by storm last year after really finding her place in her voice. I'm so excited to bring this episode to you. If you like this episode, I want to enjoy invo- invite you to join the upcoming All the Vibes Mastermind that's coming up. This is going to be your opportunity to really go from feeling stuck and not quite sure about your voice to truly finding your voice, speaking with passion to your customers and your clients, and becoming more abundant, allowing the abundance and the money to flow to you so that you can have a thriving business. And this is going to be a three-month journey with me. You get one-on-one coaching, group coaching, Voxer access to me, and a whole ton, shit ton of vibes. So if this sounds good to you, reach out to me in the DMs. I'm at XO Cassie McKenzie on um, all the social medias, basically. And without any further ado, here's the episode with Amanda King. Hope you guys are doing great. Thank you all for listening. I appreciate you so much and can't wait to see what you create. Are you ready for this? Let's do it. Welcome to the Manifestation Queen podcast, your filter-free and uncensored source for all things manifestation. I'm Cassie McKenzie, and I'm a manifestation expert. I'm here to raise your vibes and your cash flow. Listen, I've manifested everything from a beer, a six-figure salary, my husband, and homes, and more. And I am spilling everything I can on this podcast so you can learn how you can do the same. The more fun I have, the more manifestations appear, and the more money I make. So it's my obsession to show you how you can be, do, and have anything you want. So join the movement to raise your income and your impact on this world. Become a manifestation queen and create a life that feels like a vacation. Let's do the damn thing. Today it's perfect because even if you're doing all those things, fears are still going to come up and things that are, you know, you're still going to have to do things that might sound great to you, but they'll also sound kind of scary at the same time. And I think um, you know, I can't wait to get Amanda's, um, obviously like expertise on this and your experience with this. And it's just amazing to me how all of this goes together. So what you might have been working on or, you know, like, um, following along with all of the videos since Monday and 
gotten all jazzed and all excited and all like, I'm doing it, I'm doing it, I'm making my decision. And then you're like, oh shit, but what if it doesn't work? What if this happens? What if this happens? What if this happens? And I think that is the point that I want you to know is natural. Like everybody goes through that and you're going to hear, I'm guessing a lot of that today, but you're also going to be truly empowered to know how to work through it and just do the damn thing. So, you know, if it's truly inspired action, it, it still could be hard, but you're going, you know, it, it's not like everything's going to be like easy tasks. You're still going to have to do hard things, but you, it won't feel that hard to you. It'll feel like, it won't feel like work. It'll feel like, oh my God, I can't like wait to figure out how to get through this. Right. So, um, that's just how it all works. And I'm going to tell you before we get started. So, because these videos are only available for 72 hours and Steph's is going to be taken down tonight. So if you missed it, don't worry. I've actually been putting together a project for a bit that's taken me, it's making me so excited. And, you know, I'm in working as a coach over the last, I guess about a year, um, I have really, especially in manifestation, like teaching people how to, or, you know, coaching people how to manifest their life and manifest their dream life, manifest more money, you know, more success and really get their mindset straight. Um, I've noticed like, you know, they desire a lot of massive wealth and limitless love and like a stress-free life, but you also might feel like you need to do it all on your own and like figure it all out on your own. So it might not be showing up for you, right? So you might have all these goals, but then it's still taking forever to manifest. And that, if you're like me, can make you super frustrated and wondering like, when the hell is this ever going to start working out? You know, what am I doing wrong? And, you know, I'm just going to tell you, you are totally not alone and you're, you're not alone in feeling that way, but you're also, you don't have to be alone when you're figuring it all out. So like there's a difference between in buying a course and also having that live support to get you through like the questions and the coachings and the things that, you know, as you're learning so that you can integrate it and implement it into your own life. So I've been inspired to start a membership, a monthly membership called the um, Manifestation Queen Experience where you will get a new monthly topic every month. You will get a, um, like we'll do uh, live trainings twice a month and then a Q and a coaching like group coaching call once a month. And, um, all of these videos are going to be part of the experience too. So right now I am making that available to you guys. You're actually, I was going to tell you, you're the first people to find out, but I told my mastermind yesterday and the ladies in the manifest your boo boo camp. So you're technically like the 10th plus people to find out, <laughs> but don't worry. You're very special to me still. So, um, if you want more information on that, I'm going to include the link in almost said the show notes. I'm so used to doing podcasts. And my God. And so, but I'll include it into the email and I can put it in the comments here. Um, but I am so excited about this because I really, really, really love manifestation and I want to make it available for anybody who wants to change their life. And it's honestly so much easier when you do have that community with you and you do have people that are like going to call you out or you do have someone there to ask when you're, um, you know, like in a tough spot. Right. So Yay, I'm so excited. I'll provide more information as we go on, but I did want to say I'm doing a special um, rate for you guys. It's only $39 a month, and there's a six-month plan, too, that actually, you know, or 
works out to like a month and a half free. But plus, since you're part of the Manifestival, you get an additional 25% off while we are doing this. So I am so excited to bring that to you. I was like jumping out of my skin. I couldn't wait to tell. With that being said, let's go to the real highlight of this whole shebang tonight. I want to introduce you to Amanda King. Amanda, like I swear, it feels like you don't even need any explanation at all. <laughs> She's just so amazing. So um, let me, hold on. I closed out all of my things earlier. And of course I closed out like, <laughs> like wait, la, 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 la. wait one second. Let me read you about Amanda. So Amanda's a women's empowerment and business coach. She teaches women to step out of fear and into six figure sales. So if you want to go follow Amanda, I'm going to put all that information on too, but she's under the fiercest fuck tribe um, on Facebook. She has a group, the fiercest fuck tribe. That's how uh, you can find her on Instagram. And she now has a podcast and there's um, YouTube videos too, right, Amanda? YouTube, LinkedIn, Pinterest, and now TikTok. Thing. Yeah. So, I'm so excited. So welcome, welcome, Amanda. I am so happy that you're here and I can't even like, you know, I can't believe it's day four already. This is so exciting. <laughs> Yay. So um, for those of you, like I started following Amanda probably around like May or June, May last year. And actually, no, I think I first saw your hindsight board that you were making in March and the badass business babe group. And I was like, whoa, like who the hell is this bitch? This is crazy. Like what is going on? Oh my God. This is so cool. So if you don't like, if you don't mind, can you tell just a little bit of your story? Like where you started out? Because I, you know, I have questions for you too. And, um, but people, if they don't already follow you, they might not know that you haven't always been doing this because guys, she actually built a business that like skyrocketed out of what you would think was nowhere, right? So <laughs> the funniest thing is combating the idea that people think I'm an overnight success because I'm really not. Um, just a little bit background information on me. Um, I started my coaching business in 2019 in January after, we'll say, years of just falling flat on my fucking face and never succeeding in anything that I was trying. I know and that feeling. 2018 was like, a, was a really, really rough year for me. I had um, built a brick and mortar dog care business that pretty much, unfortunately, had to get shut down. So I ended up losing all of my income. I tried network marketing with Beachbody. I wasn't making money. It didn't feel good. It didn't feel authentic. And so finally, in like December of 2018, I was literally fucking broke. Like I had no fucking money. And for about six months prior to that, I was kind of playing with the idea of becoming a coach. That full year I had started following people like Lauren, Liz Love, I had followed Jen Casey, and I was like, these women are incredible. Like what they're doing is incredible, but I kept thinking it would never work for me. I kept telling myself like everything that you probably tell yourself right now, like, well, people are gonna judge me. Well, I'm not like all of them and people aren't gonna buy into that. Well, I'm not your stereotypical coach, meaning like I am very in your face. I am very loud. I am very energetic. Like I am just, I'm, I'm there, right? And so I had gotten into this like cycle of fear of just not showing up the way I wanted to. And it wasn't until like I was full on fucking so broke that we couldn't even do Christmas really. And, and Christmas, I could remember, like I was supposed to cook a prime rib on Christmas 
And I went to go cook it and realized I left it in the freezer. So we didn't even really have like Christmas dinner. I shit you not, like this was December of 2018. So I was so upset about that. I drank an entire bottle of champagne, ain't even gonna lie. Fell asleep on the couch at like 7.30 and then woke up the like next morning was like, I'm fucking done. Like I'm done with everything. I'm done with playing small. I'm done with living paycheck to paycheck. I'm done with being broke and either I'm going to fucking do this this year and I'm going to announce to the world I'm a coach or I'm going to go back to corporate America. Like those are your two options, King. And if you're going to do it and you're going to fail, at least you'll fail in a, in a blaze of fucking glory. Like you'll fail so hard it will go viral and people will be like, that bitch fell so flat on her fucking face. Like you're going to go all in with this. And so in 2019 in January, I announced to the world that I was going to be at the time a life coach because I didn't even know what fucking type of coach I was going to be. Yeah. And um, made my first my first sale in February, and then the rest just took off, and each month became bigger and and more beautiful and and insanely amazing. And by the end of the year, I had done about five hundred and eighty two thousand dollars in sales. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because before, like, how did you know that you needed to be an empowerment coach? Because you were doing like the pastry chef and doing like the pastry um, videos, yeah. and like yeah. how how do you go from like you know, I'm doing that to like, all right, all of a sudden I'm going to be an empowerment coach. Cause you didn't like pussyfoot your way into it. Like you did a cannonball with like a car on the back of your back <laughs> to the pool. Before the dog care business, like um, Cassie said, I was a corporate pastry chef for six years. So like I had a background, like ever since I got out of college, I was, I felt like I was just trying to find my purpose, right? My passion. So I was an event planner. So I, event, I like did weddings and like rehearsal dinners and all of this type of stuff. I'm like an organization freak. So that was like my jam. And then I was like, I don't like doing this. I'm going to become a pastry chef. So I reinvented myself again, became a pastry chef got burnt out, left corporate America, was like, now what the fuck am I going to do? Oh, well, I'm going to start walking dogs to make extra money. Wait, I'm walking through this app. I can make this money all on my own. Started yeah. a dog care business. So it was kind of like at the end of 2018, I sat there and said to myself, Amanda, how many times have you reinvented yourself? Probably at least six to seven fucking times. Like you have literally started from scratch and built something successful and then started from scratch and built something successful over and over and over again. If you jump into the coaching world, this could be exactly the, like it can be the exact same thing. And so originally, like I said, I was just going to do generic life coach because I had no fucking idea what I was going to coach. So I was like, all right, I'm going to do life coach. I'm going to say I'm a life coach. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to talk about all subjects. Yeah. Um, so I start realizing I hate talking about certain subjects. So yeah things that started coming up like if people would ask me for relationship advice I'm like I don't want to be a relationship coach that's off the list if people would like ask me for sex advice like I'm so like immature I laugh at the word penis like so yeah. I'm like well, I can't have a serious conversation about like it. me I found out like it's the yeah. fifth wedding anniversary is wood I'm like oh I give my husband wood for the fifth <laughs> I'm like that's all <laughs> I'm like, I'm like anytime I talk about like anal or anything I'm like oh my god anal like I'm so immature with that so I'm like okay well I can't do sex coaching I can't do relationship coaching so I started kind of knocking them out one by one and I still didn't know my area I didn't know my expertise it was actually my clients and the people who had joined my Facebook group at the time who kind of found it for me because they kept messaging me and saying you're so empowering 
oh my God, you empowered me to move. You empowered me to speak. You empowered me to show up. And so I, like one of my friends at the time was like, dude, you're an empowerment coach. I'm like, is that a thing? Like, it, I'm like, all right. So then I told the world I was an empowerment coach and planned on just doing mindset courses until the next month, like a, an idea for a business course fell into my lap. And so I became an empowerment and business coach. Yeah. So was this like after that Christmas where you decided you'd be, where like the people in your group that you formed were like, okay, okay. That was pretty quick. Not even actually, it happened. I opened my group in January 8th. And then at that time I was a life coach. And then by the end of January, I was an empowerment coach. Yeah. February, because I didn't want to teach business. Cause I'm like, business is boring as fuck. I don't want to teach email marketing. I don't want to deal with Facebook ads. I don't want to do the website shit. I don't want to be a business coach. It's boring. God, I'm over it. Yeah. Until, like I was in badass business babes and a woman asked the question, what do I do to start an online business? And there was like 700 fucking people who commented on that thread. And yeah. they from everything to like, do a website, hire a business coach, get Facebook ads, do sales funnels. And I thought to myself, this woman will never start her business because she's so overwhelmed because everyone's telling her she needs to do 80,000 things when all she really needs to start doing is showing the fuck up in her business and showing up like visibly online with live videos, with IGTV stories, with all of social media and really build her, her business that way. So I was like, well, fuck, if I'm going to teach business, I'm going to teach people how to build their business organically using Facebook as a sales funnel. And that's when the first business program came up and that literally that program took off and, and it, it launched my career. Yeah. Because it didn't like you sold like over 40 spots into that, right? Like your exactly. very first launch. Well, in as an empowerment coach, yeah. was like, yeah, that's that was, like, that blows my mind. Cause that, now you've been doing since it's been a year, all of the, I th thought it's so cool to see um, all of your firsts start coming up. So out of, like it must have brought so many like holy fuck I did this moments right so yeah Facebook memories is amazing yeah. because the fact that like everything happened so quickly last year but I documented everything yeah. things like the hindsight board with like live videos like I did 365 days of live video straight from January 20th of 2019 till January 20th of 2020 but I literally had a video diary of my day-to-day -day life on Facebook. So every morning I wake up and I go through my Facebook memories and it shows my live video from last year. It shows my posts. It shows me celebrating the women at this time who were joining Badass Bitch Academy because it, it started this time last year. And every morning it's like, holy fuck, what just happened? It's, it's like, it's feels surreal because it's just kind of like, holy shit, I did that? Like, yeah. That was where I was this time last year. Like, what the fuck? It, it's so mind-blowing every single morning. Which one of those firsts has been most emotional for you? Oh, that's a good one. That's a good question. Um, I would say the, the first hindsight board of 2019 versus the first hindsight board of 2020 blew my fucking mind. So I do these monthly hindsight boards, which like Cassie was saying, it's like a reflection of the month before. And I started them in 2019. And so my first hindsight board was like 30 days live. And it was like, 
um, have 200 views on my on my uh, on my live videos and it had like little itty bitty things and then my January 2020 hindsight board was like what the actual fuck because I had made no money in January of 2019 and January of 2020 I had like a $23,000 in cash month and I was just like what the fuck and like I put a picture like I took the two pictures and put them side by side and was like comparing them because January 2020 I finished my 365 day live and so seeing that was like whoa like yeah. this was just a year like blew my mind and and humbled me so much that it just like it, it brought me to tears yeah yeah like it's so crazy how much can change so quickly and I mean, do you think it was really alignment or decision or both or something else? Like what, is it the type of person that you are? Just did you have a real energetic shift that happened without even realizing it really? I think it was a little bit of everything, honestly. Like it was finally facing my fears of the fact that like, I didn't feel good enough to be in the online space among other, all these other coaches. Like I'm not fucking Jen Casey. Like I'm not Lauren. Who am I to show up in this in this realm and be authentic because people, I scare people. My authenticity is <laughs> full, like full transparency. And so I kept telling myself and convincing myself it wasn't going to work. Like people are not going to like you. People are going to get mad at you. People aren't going to watch your videos. People aren't going to comment on your posts. And so it was like this cycle of vicious fear. And also <laughs> all of 2018, I was trying to be, everyone else's version of Amanda. I was trying to be my dad's version, my mom's version. I was trying to be Jen Casey Amanda, meaning I was trying to like copy and mimic things that she was doing. And everything felt fucking terrible. Everything felt gross. Everything felt icky. So it was kind of a combination of like really facing my, my deep rooted fears and doing them anyway, and really owning the fact that like, this is me authentically. If you meet me in real life, you're not going to be like, you're so different. You're going to be like, holy shit, you're exactly how you are. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Like, I'm not, I'm not any different than yeah. I am. It was like owning my authenticity and knowing people were going to hate it, knowing that people weren't going to like me, knowing that I wasn't going to be everyone's cup of tea and doing it anyway. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the scary, like one of the scariest things for most people, you know? Yeah. Because you're so visible and there is like, you know, sometimes even me, I'm like, wait, people are like that I used to know are going to be like, why does she just keep talking? Like, why are you constantly talking? But then, you know, like it's got it, your mission. You have to go back to your mission, right? And you have to go back to your purpose and be like, there's people who like this work, obviously life changing and they need to hear it or else their life doesn't change. Like they don't have an opportunity to sit in a better spot, right? They could be sitting at home depressed because their friends don't like them and they're not talking to them, not realizing that their friends are fucking assholes anyway. And they could find like amazing people on the other side if they just got up, they could even wear sweatpants and do it. Just got up off the couch and made a decision that they deserve better for themselves, right? And I think just in general, we're in a way bred by society to to fall into line, to become little toy soldiers, right? So as we grow up, all of those things that make us unique and special, we're told to hide. We're told that, oh, people don't like that you're loud. Can you tone it down about 10 notches? Oh, you say fuck a lot. People aren't going to like that. Can you not 
wear anymore. Oh, you don't wear a lot of makeup. Maybe you should. Like we're told to, to be a certain way our entire life. So of course there's a huge fear of going against the grain and being like, no, I like to say fuck. I am loud and I like to show up without makeup on and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Do you, out of curiosity, because I don't actually um, know, do you work with people who still have nine to five jobs? Yeah, I work with everyone. I work with beginners. I work with people who have full nine and five. Because when I started my business, I still had my dog care business. I didn't leave that until I was about four months into my coaching business. Yeah. With nine to five, I work with beginners. I work with people who have built their business um, and are making like, 5k months sometimes 10k months and just want to take it to the next level so I work with everyone my favorite like is I love beginners because I feel like beginners are so fucking scrappy and they're (laughs) beginners you can be like you should do this try this and they will throw up in their own mouth but they'll be like I'm gonna do it anyway because they want to succeed so bad and they want to make it work there's just like this hunger yeah with beginners that's just like it I love it yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I know. Cause, um, when I first started, I know one of my biggest fears was visibility because I was afraid I, I was a pharmaceutical sales rep. And so I called on a lot of like oncologists and things and I got paid really, really well. So if they had, like, I was always afraid, what if somebody sees me, right? Like what if somebody sees me? What if somebody sees like that I'm talking during like business hours or, you know, like I'd make up all these things in my head or what if they thought I was weird, you know? And I look back on it now and there's still elements of that. That's still like, it's, it's almost like pulling out like an alien out of your body that just like wants to latch on still. Like it's a constant, even for me, you know, cause there, there are like I, for 20 years, I had this persona of, you know, corporate sales rep for a pharmaceutical company that always looks out for the patients, you know, and like, it's hard to transition from that and from what you should do and should say and politeness and all of that to, okay, now I'm going to let you know what I'm like, like at happy hour, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like happy hour, Cassie doesn't show up to a lunch and learn at an oncology practice or else she probably gets kicked out. (laughs) And I think too, is a lot of people think with fear that it goes away, right? Like I, I run so many coaches or so many people trying to do their online business and they hit this big goal that they've always wanted at like six figures. Like when I hit six figures for some fucked up reason, I thought that fear was going to go out the window and I was going to be like, I own fucking everything. I can do everything. But it was like, it was like when you reach a new income level, the fears, they come the fuck back. They just show up in different shapes ways and forms and sometimes almost amplified yeah the biggest misconception with fear is that it's going to like go away once you make a certain amount of money like oh i'm gonna make a hundred thousand dollars and i'm gonna be able to do whatever the fuck i want whenever the fuck i want like that's not necessarily true it's always going to be there next to you it's just how you manage the fear and if whether you use it as a motivator or a debilitator Yeah. Yeah. So what would be like your top, you know, words of advice that you would say for how to use it as a motivator? Like, do you have like top three things you would tell a client, right? I would would say that fear mimics the sign of excitement, right? Yeah. 
and excitement are very, very similar emotions, right? When you get really amped, your stomach kind of flips a little, your heart palpitates, you start sweating. Like I always joke that in live videos, when I get really passionate, like my upper lips start sweating. So I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sleeveless shirts because I just can't. Like yeah. it's, it's, excitement. <laughs> it's excitement and it's passion. It's also fear. When you truly get scared, your stomach flips, your heart rate rises, your blood pressure probably rises, you start sweating. You start being like, yeah, you start shaking. So they're very, very similar experiences. So what I like to try to do is when I start to feel that fear, say, is this fear or is this excitement? Mm -hmm. Like recognize the emotion. If I'm like, no, this is fucking fear. Be like, how can I make this exciting? Well, I'm going to do it anyway. Like no matter what it is that scares me, making it and turning it into excitement is looking at fear right in the face and stepping through it anyway. Because I promise you this, the fear is not in actually what you're doing. The fear is the anticipation of what you're doing. So I'll use live video as an example. People freak out about going on live video because they're like, when I get on live video, no one's gonna show up. I'm gonna forget everything that I'm saying. I'm gonna look like a deer in headlights. I'm gonna feel like I'm standing naked in front of a room. I don't know what to say. You are building all of these stories up so much in your head that the actual action of going live, once you're done, is the biggest adrenaline rush. And then so many people afterwards are like, really? I got that fucked up about that. Like yeah. really? That was what I was so afraid of. It's not the actual action itself. It's all of the stories that you create ahead of time. So recognizing when these stories come up and being like, this is a story, everything's going to be fine. Yeah. This is a story. I'm going to do great. This is a story. If I fuck up, I'm going to fuck up and I'm going to own it and I'm going to roll with it. And then literally performing the action because it's, it's, an adrenaline kick afterwards. It is the most high vibe experience when you face something that you really, really fear and you come out on the other side. And in that moment, you grow so much. It's like quantum leaps in that one little moment. And then you also show the universe every time you face a fear that you're not dicking around, that right. you are 100 in, in, in full seriousness moving forward with whatever it is you're doing. And then the universe takes notice of that. Yeah, because like what most of the time with the things we fear, we're fearing like a judgment. Well, I can speak for myself, like a judgment from somebody else who really doesn't care that much anyway. They're more absorbed with their own shit. Yes. You know what I mean? Like usually if you're like all the people that I would be afraid that have that, that would judge me that I just made up stories about. I only think that because I know that they judge everybody. So eventually they would get bored of judging me and move on to the next person. You know, it's just kind of a merry-go-round. Like I'm just the pink horse today. Like it might be the yellow one or maybe the one you sit in, right? Maybe the one that you think is going to move and then it doesn't move. And you're like, shit, now I'm on this one that doesn't move and I need to move on to another horse, like whatever. But you know, they don't care as much as you think so. And like my biggest fear actually came true. It was so fucking funny. Was doing live videos was my, I say fuck. My father and grandmother do not like, my dad's mom and my dad do not like that I drop the F-bomb as much. So I've had to censor myself a lot. And I was like, I'm going to say fuck as much as I want this year. Like I'm 33 years old. This was last year. They're going to have to get over it. And yeah. so on my very first video, 
I was like, happy fucking new year. <laughs> my grandmother and my father both caught my grandmother. The first comment underneath the live video was really Mandy. Really? And I was like, well, I just ripped that bandaid off. She just heard me say fuck in front of everyone. Like what really can go wrong then? And, and the, even if they do get upset about how you're showing up or what they do, you have to realize it's your journey and your mission and your passion, not theirs. And, and sometimes if family doesn't get on the boat, you have to explain to them, you're on the fucking boat. You're the captain of the boat. You don't give a fuck if they get on the boat, you're steering it and you're just going. And eventually when they see you really owning yourself and really being true to yourself, they typically yeah. totally no it's so true it's so true and like oh my god my mom I remember so like I I joked today that like now today's my fifth wedding anniversary I was like well I made it further than I did the first time my first attempt at this because <laughs> I was married before but when I got divorced I was like in my mid-20s so I really partied my ass off. I bought a condo in downtown Atlanta. I had so much fun. I had the MySpace that looked like I was in college, but no, I was like 26, 27. I'm like, yes, this is great. It's freedom. I love it. Like I've never been able to do this. And then it'd be like, so can you please tone it down on your like Facebook? Because so-and-so at church said whatever. And I'm like, yeah, delete, delete, delete. I'm like, no. What? So that got in my head a lot with this because I'm like, I know that they secretly watch. Mm -hmm. I know that they just, but really they don't say anything and they'll say something when they see how successful you are down the road and they'll be like, okay. Yeah. And they're like, oh, are they going to come along when you go to the movies with your friends too and tell you what words to say when you talk to them? Like, no. Yeah. And it, you've got to be confident in yourself to set the boundaries as well. Like, my dad, it got to a point where I, I would do my live videos and my dad would almost text me daily and he'd be like, I like what you're saying, but not how you're saying it. Can you stop? And then it, I got so annoyed at one point and I never talked back to my dad. We're very like generational, like the kids do not talk back to the parents. And it had to be that time where I said, if I literally messaged him back. I'm like, dude, if you don't like it, there's a, a block button and an unfollow button. I'm going to keep doing this. You can, if you don't like it, like you don't have to follow me. And he messaged me back and he's like, fine. I'm not going to follow you. I'm like, great. You're not going to fuck me up then. Cause when I would see him jump on the live videos, it would like instantly I, my, my, my child brain would be like, sense yourself. Like your dad's watching, take it down. And that was really fucking me up. So it was actually the best thing to happen to me when he did block me slash unfollow me. And then when I started getting all of the success and everything that started happening, let me tell you, I don't get those fucking messages anymore from anybody. No one says shit now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And you know, like you're just living proof that you get to live your life the way you want to, you get to run your business the way you want to, and everything else can just fall away yeah. or, you know, pay attention to something else. <laughs> Go pick on somebody else for God's sake. And it's like life is too short to hide yourself from the world, right? Like time is, is, I hate to say limited, but we are only on this planet for so long. And I want to make sure that when I'm 80, 90, 100, and I'm on my last breath, I look back at my life and think, fuck, man, I owned it, right? Yeah. Like, I was me 110%. Did everyone like it? Probably not. Am I happy? Am I able to go in the space of, 
I did really well. Am I able to leave on a place of I regret nothing? Then I know I'm fucking good. Like life is too short to, to be hiding your beautiful self from the entire world. Yeah, totally. Oh my God. I totally agree. So <clears throat> that is like such great advice. Guys, write that one down. <laughs> so, you know, it's just so true. And it's like, you know, last year in October, I went to New York City and I did a photo shoot in yeah. the middle of New York City. And I got really in my own head because I'm very self-conscious about my body. I am built, I joke I'm built like a linebacker. Like I am a muscular woman and I have a belly, like, and I have curves and I have an ass that you can stick a soda can on. Like, I was built with curves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so a part of it of owning my office in New York City, I like literally was like, I can't fucking do this anymore. Like I have to embrace my body. And I took a photo shoot in the middle of New York City street and my bra and underwear. And I thought to myself afterwards, because you know when you do something really vulnerable and raw, you kind of like go into a downward spiral after. You're like, should I have done that? Oh my God, was that really stupid? So many people just saw part of my booty. I probably saw some cellulite. Like people like fucking started freaking out. And I stopped and I said, you know what? When I'm 80 years old, I'm never going to regret this. I'm yeah. going to turn around and look at this photo and be like, I was a hot ass bitch. Like, yeah. <laughs> And, yeah. and that kind of after that photo shoot, I was like, that's how I want to live my entire life is being like, when I'm 80, turning around and being like, dude, that was awesome. Good for fucking you. Yes, absolutely. Well, I was actually just about to ask you about that because that you were there for a mastermind, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I remember back like when, you know, your Insta stories and things, you mentioned that like that was when Ashley Gordon was, um, you know, coaching there too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that, um, you, while you guys were there, you did like a um, technique or exercise that really, really changed you. Like, like you left kind of shook, right? Like, <laughs> so can you share like what that was and what happened and like, you know, how you moved through that? Yeah. So I, and, and, and just to give you kind of some background, like I went fucking hard last year. Like I hustled my ass off. It was a hundred percent aligned hustle. I was so grateful to be doing what I was doing. But in October, I had started slowly realizing that I was feeling really tired. And yeah. then I was like feeling a little stuck in my business and, and not wanting to admit to myself that I was a little getting towards burnout, right? Yeah. Well, you were so busy. Even when we spoke back in July, I remember like you were doing all the live courses and then you had all these clients and all the, like, I was thinking, I don't know how she does all of that. That's like so many, so much to do. And I hated complaining about it. Right. Cause I was so blessed. Right. I'm like, thank fucking the universe, God source, whatever you believe in. Thank God I have this. Right. So don't complain about it. Keep going. Just keep going. And so I went to the mastermind and it was so funny how the universe works because I was so nervous about going to this mastermind because I knew it would call me out on a lot of my shit. Mm -hmm. And so I kept trying to, <laughs> I kept being like, I'm going to cancel. I'm going to cancel. I'm going to find an excuse. The day before I left, I realized I booked my flight wrong and I booked my flight leaving New York city and coming to DC instead of the other way around. Yeah. So literally not even 12 hours, what was like, well, 24 hours before I'm supposed to leave, I'd cancel one plane ticket that I didn't get refunded for and buy a $500 plane ticket to be up there. So like the universe was trying to hand me the most perfect out and I didn't take wow. it. And I think that really proved to her that like shit needed to change. 
And so we went up there and we did this exercise that was basically like two of us were standing next, we're sitting next to each other. And I would, and one of us would um, sit and say, basically we would word vomit our current struggle. So if someone was like, I am struggling in my relationship, this is why. And what the other person would do is we had post-its. They would write down the emotional words that the person was using. So when it was my turn, I was talking about my business. And the girl, Amy, she's like writing all of these like words on post-its. And I'm not thinking of what I'm saying. I'm literally just saying. She's like, Ashley's like, don't think, just speak. So I'm like word vomiting all over this woman. And so, oh, this was rough. So she's looking at me and at the end, she had to take all of the post-its with the words that I had used, the emotions I had used to describe my business and repeat them back to me while posting them on my body. So she would be like, you're exhausted. You feel suffocated. You are sad. Like, I'm getting chills thinking about it. So she yeah, like, me too. I'm like, oh. She put all of the post-its all over me. And it was like, when you get covered in your own words, it makes you realize how terrible to an extent of language you're using, or it just makes you realize the things you're truly avoiding. So I'm sitting here looking at myself at this business that I keep saying, I'm not tired. I'm great. I love my business. And I'm looking at all of these super heavy words, suffocated, exhausted, tired, sad, um, overworked, hustle, right? And I just sat there and I was like, holy shit. Like, yeah. this is what I'm doing to myself. And so yeah. like realizing the language I was using and kind of in a way it called me on my shit and made me realize that like, I can't continue to go the way I am going or I am going to burn out and my business will blow up and not in a good way. So it was extremely transformative yeah. exercise that literally left us all in tears because like, you don't even realize how powerful that is until you're, <laughs> you're physically covered in your own words. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It, it makes me think back to like what you were saying earlier about, you know, you had, you built businesses up and then it stopped and then built it up and stopped. So there was that pattern there that you were probably subconsciously worried that if you start with this business, like a fear of loss, that like if something good happens, then it means it has to go away. So really that exercise was working through like a major subconscious block that you hadn't even uncovered yet. Right. Like, and that it was basically breaking that pattern to make it so that you know, you were aware of like where like the, tr the track goes up. Right. And so you were able to like stop the train before it got out of control. Right. Yeah. And it was like, I took the post-its home with me. And mm -hmm. so that was like, I took the post-its home. And one of the first live videos I did when I got back, and I was super raw when we got back, because when you go through that much inner work in such a short amount of time, it is like a ditch knack with a shovel. 18 different ways and you like it like takes some time to recoup like real deep inner work ladies takes time to come back from it is not something that you do in one hour and the next hour you're like i feel fucking dandy no you feel like you want to like die for three days and so i came back and i had these post-its and i was just looking at them and i was like you know what i'm gonna burn the fuck out of these like i'm gonna release them and so i did a live video where I literally was reading the post-its, I started crying on the live video and I was burning the post-its on the live video. And that was like, literally, I think that was just the moment it all was like, okay, I need to change. And I ended up changing my entire business structure within a week and a half afterwards.
Oh my God. So what changed then? How did you manage to change the business structure? So my courses were being run live all the time. I was running courses back to back, sometimes two at a time. Like I think in fucking quarter two, I ran six courses. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, what the absolute fuck? So I came back in October and I was like, I knew I had two courses that had to run. I'm like, I'm not a hundred percent going to do them live. So I pre I had the videos pre-recorded from the rounds before. So I put them in it and then did live Q and A's within the group every single week so that I can conserve my energy and not have to be in the courses as much. I also restructured my entire coaching package pretty much. Um, I was offering a shit ton of group coaching programs, but nothing really high level. So I ended up developing a bunch of high level offers like a mastermind that ended up selling out. Um, it was a year long mastermind for 2020. Um, and that mastermind alone, I literally would not have to sell a single thing this year. And I, and I'd make a, multiple six figures. So it was like really taking a look at my business and being like, what does not bring me joy? What is an energy suck? What do I need to change? What do I need to start outsourcing? Cause at the time I was really only outsourcing one or two things. Um, how do I want to show up in 2020? Because Amanda in 2019 cannot be Amanda in 2020. It won't fucking happen. And like, I was a hermit pretty much all of last year. <laughs> I didn't really leave my house, a couple trips here and there. And so it was like, I literally came home, I ripped up my vision board in, in October and started a brand new one. I ripped, I like fucking destroyed some shit. I went like Betty Rage on everything. But it was like, it was what needed to be done in order for me to access the next level version of myself, which you hear so many coaches talk about. Yeah. But they're like, well, how the fuck does that happen? Sometimes it just takes you getting a little bit to that breaking point to be like, oh, this is what it means. Like, how do I want to strive in my business to where I am happy, fulfilled, and have a balance of work, life, and experiences? Yeah. Wow. That's so powerful. Because, I mean, that it, it is. That's all the, all the unsexy work is what gets you the sexy life, you know? Like, it gets you that freedom. It gets you the money, the love, all of that. But it, it has to be uncovered, you know? Like, um, I don't know if she's on today, but I was, do, I was watching a video that she, – she's our speaker tomorrow, Lindsay Dam. She was doing – she did, a, like, a live the other day, and she said one of her clients says that every time she makes her cry, she makes $20,000 that month. And I'm like, I know exactly why, because you're really ripping those things out, you know? And it's an emotional release. Like, if you are – like, if I'm in the car and a Taylor Swift co – co like the song comes on and I end up crying to it. Like, I know I need to go home and journal some shit out because there, there is like something in there that's like, okay, all right, what are you trying to tell me now? Yeah. And I think with what coaches and, and people who want to be coaches need to realize is every coach goes through this. You just sometimes don't see it. There are coaches out there that definitely showcase like the, the positive sides of the business, everything that happens after the inner work, but don't necessarily showcase the inner work. So people get a lot like a misconception that inner work is easy. That inner work is something that you bounce back from. The inner work is like, oh, I'm, 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 I'm going to cry for an hour and I'm going to be great. But it's really like not. So like if you're doing this inner work and it takes you time to bounce back, be nice to yourself. Yeah. Give yourself that time 
to bounce back because every coach goes through this at probably multiple points in their career. And if we all were so mean to ourselves, we wouldn't ever move forward. So like, be kind, give yourself the space and, and allow yourself to feel those emotions. Like you said, like, if you're going to cry, like, bitch, let it out. Yeah. Like, it's some, something inside of you is, is needing to be released. And if you don't push it down further, it's going to manifest in so many other terrible ways. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. And, and it's, oh, just like forgiving yourself, like having one of those forgiveness exercises is such an easy thing to do. And it releases so much stuck emotion, but also so much fear too, because I think a lot of the things we need to forgive ourselves and other people for are things we're afraid to let go of because we're afraid to like let your guard down, which then goes into authenticity, goes into visibility. It goes into all of the things that end up making you successful and that get you to the next level. Right. Right. And, and being really, truly authentic to yourself, even though it's the scariest thing you'll ever do is what's going to make you the most money. Like so many people try to be carbon copies of other people, but like, and, and, and this drives me crazy. And I hear coaches say it all the time. Like, I want to be the next Tony Robbins. I want to be the next person. It's like, no, you should want to be the first you because the world doesn't need another fucking Tony Robbins, another Mel Brooks, another Jen Sincero. The world needs you. You yeah. are so unique and, and so different and so beautiful. The world needs you. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So, um, with your mastermind, this is one quick last question. So you started, you mentioned your mastermind that started in 20. I remember when you start, when you were announcing and people were joining it and how it was like, it seemed like they were really starting to create shifts like on their own without even starting to do the work. And like, I joined one too, that, I mean, it's the same way. It's crazy how, you know, it's all the answers you have within yourself, but having somebody else out there to like shine a light on it and to help pull you through it is so powerful. So like, what have you seen, um, like, what have you seen from your experience in that? So I, like, I run a mastermind and I'm also part of two different masterminds as well. Like, mm-hmm. I, Ben Casey's and Lauren Liz loves mastermind this oh. year. And it's because I believe in the power of community and the power of surrounding yourself with other powerful fucking women. Because in order to be a powerful woman, you need to be around powerful women. You need to be around people who are, who, and it doesn't even matter what level they are in their business. Just people who have the hunger, the drive, the determination, the motivation is the most high vibe experience we'll ever go through. And yeah. so it helps you work through shit on a different level because you're finally actually seen by people who know exactly what you're going through. Like your parents, your, your spouse, your, your sister, they really want to be there for you, but some of them just can't even imagine what yeah. it's like to be you. So to, to have this big, huge space of people who know exactly what you're going through in the exact moment and can feel you and see you in your most true raw form is like the most magical experience you'll ever be in. Oh, totally. Yeah. And it's so great to know you're not alone. Like we all have the same problems. We all have the same struggles at some level or another, you know, and it's, it's so nice to be able to like recognize that in somebody else and move forward. So thank you. I can't believe like this. We've already been on almost an hour. Okay. I have a few quick questions to ask. You answer them as fast as you can. Do you brain dump? They're good ones. All right. I think I know the answer to this question, but what's your favorite way to celebrate? Um, I love to dance. Yes. Uh, dance parties, 
I am the worst dancer in the entire world, but I love to fucking dance. Oh my God. And by the way, even that TikTok with do your homework, Daniel, I died. I was laughing so hard. Like <laughs> on TikTok by 12 year olds, you got to call the, the 12 year olds out. No. And that's one of the reasons I enjoy TikTok so much is because it's just a place to let go and have fun. So I love dancing. Yeah. Oh my God. I love it. Um, okay. How many countries have you been to in your life? Countries only here and Europe. So two. Where in Europe? Uh, I went to England and France, but when I was really younger and I didn't appreciate it, so I want to go back. I, we're thinking of going to Mykonos, Greece for our honeymoon, so I'm really excited about that. Yeah, I want to go, oh God, I forget, is it Corfu, Greece? Like, wherever they, they're filming, the, like, the latest below deck sailing yacht, like, that looks really beautiful. So, I know you're, you said you, oh, before we got on that you're going to San Diego, but do you have any plans to go out of the country anytime soon? What's your next destination besides that? Uh, not out of the country, but this year alone, I'm traveling more than I ever have in my entire life. So here we go. I'm going to San Diego. I'm going to Emerald Island, North Carolina. I'm going to Miami. I am going to Oakdale, California to visit my fiance's family. I am going to Chicago, Utah, like Park City, Utah. I am going to New York City. I am going to Connecticut. I'm going to LA. I think that's it. That's it. That's, that's a good. I'm pretty much traveling every month moving forward. Yeah. Frequent flyer miles. They're good. Okay. Jimmy or Justin? Jimmy Fallon or Justin Timberlake? Justin Timberlake. That's been the that's been the consensus. Okay. Crush on him since like. I was like eight or no, probably no. He, when I, he came out in middle school. So probably like 12, he was like the first boy that I was like, Ooh, with those blonde tips and everything. Like, with the hair that looked like ramen noodles. Ramen noodles with blonde tips. I was like, Oh, Justin Timberlake, take me home. I love it. What's the best thing that you've ever manifested? His career. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And then what is your number one money and affirmation that you go to? Uh, every day in every way, my wealth increases. I love it. Yes, that's good. Oh my God. On my computer. <laughs> I know. If people could see the number of post-its that are, they all like fly off like at some air conditioner sale back in the 80s when I put the fan on. So there you have it. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I absolutely loved this conversation with Amanda. If you loved this episode, please go to um, iTunes. You can go leave a five-star rating, leave a review so more people can find the podcast. I would absolutely love you, love you, love you forever and ever even more. Stay tuned for more amazing guests that are going to be coming on the podcast. I have quite the lineup coming for you and I can't wait to reveal it. So have a great day and we will be talking soon. Happy manifesting. Thanks a million for choosing to push play on another episode of the Manifestation Queen podcast. You truly amaze me. And if this episode blew your mind, then please leave a five-star rating and a quick review on iTunes so more people like you can become Manifestation Queens too. See you next time.